reading this morning is taken from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. Mark, chapter 1, and I'm reading from verse 40. Mark, chapter 1, and reading from verse 40. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and he began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Uh, We're giving a a definition this week of of mercy as love in action. Mercy is love in action. Okay? So we're going to be thinking about mercy as love in action. Uh, So mercy is a doing word. It does something to people. It, uh, It acts upon them. And uh, in the miracle of mercy, the first thing that we're saying about this, uh, looking at the story of the, the man with leprosy, is that we want people to have a heart like Jesus. We want people to have a heart like Jesus. We read that it says, a man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, if you are a willing, you can make me clean. Again, we see the, the, the faith of this man. If you are willing, you can make me clean. The man isn't questioning whether or not Jesus can cure him of his disease. He's saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then it says, filled with compassion. This is Jesus. Filled with compassion. Jesus was filled with compassion For this man who begged him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion. You might want to underline that. And you also might want to ask yourselves, when we come across people in dire circumstances, are we filled with compassion? Are you and I filled with compassion? I wonder... Compassion, here's the definition that we're giving, is to enter into someone's pain. Compassion is to actually enter in to someone else's pain. And of course, in a sense, this is Jesus' story uh, of God becoming man. He enters into the human condition. And much of the human condition, if you haven't found out already, 
you will do as, as you grow older. Much of the human condition is quite painful. And Jesus enters into our painful condition, but he also enters into the pain of other people. He has compassion on those that he comes across. And so if we, you and I, are going to have a heart uh, like Jesus, then we need to be uh, compassionate. Compassion is is different than pity, isn't it? You know, if if we hear um, that someone has has lost a job, uh, we might say, "Oh, what a pity! Uh, that's really sad news. That person's lost his job." Uh, compassion says, when they hear that someone's lost a job, "What can I do to help? What can I do to help this person?" in this condition. Um, It's not just a feeling of pity. Compassion wants to actually do something about the pain that the person is in or the person is feeling. So, you and I, if we are following Jesus, we are to have a heart like Jesus. But there's more. There's more. We are to also have hands like Jesus. Uh, Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched the man. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched the man. If you know anything about leprosy, um, because leprosy is a disease that was very common in Jesus' day, but thank you to uh, medical science, uh, now we do have cures for leprosy. And uh, it's unlikely that you and I are going to come across somebody uh, with leprosy. But in Jesus' time, uh, having leprosy uh, was as good as a death sentence. As we were saying with the children, uh, if you had leprosy, it meant you had to live outside of the community. Uh, It meant that you weren't to come into contact with anybody. And uh, you would go around and uh, if, if you were coming near people, you would shout out the words, unclean. Unclean. You would warn people to, to give you a wide berth, to stay clear, uh, to not come anywhere near you. And we read about Jesus having compassion on this man, and we read that Jesus uh, reached out and touched the man. You and I don't see how shocking this was. Because when Jesus touched the leper, there was only one or two, one of two things that could happen. I wonder what those one of two things were. Only one of two things could happen. What do you think they were? Yeah, one was if you touch a person with leprosy, you might catch it. Um, that's right, yeah, yeah. What was the other possible outcome? Yeah, the man could be healed. Either Jesus was going to put himself where he was going to become unclean because uh, as a good Jewish rabbi, you were supposed to steer clear of people with leprosy. Uh, Not only were you supposed to steer clear, you certainly weren't supposed to be touching them. And by touching this man, either Jesus was going to become unclean or this man was going to become clean and healed. Only two outcomes. It's also interesting to notice, um, well this is just a little bit about um, leprosy. Paul Brand and Philip Yancey 
Paul Brand is a doctor who's worked amongst people in lepros- who have leprosy in India. And in the book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, he says this about people with leprosy. More than any other person in the world, a person with leprosy needs to be treated by someone who will reach out his hand and touch him. Oh, I've seen men break down in tears at the time because they have found someone who would touch them. Touch is quite important, isn't it? Um, you know, in England, we, we, we're very formal with, with touch, aren't we? You know, some of us are a bit more, uh, you know, touchy-feely and uh, they might throw your arms around you and, and some of us are, are comfortable with that and some of us are not. But actually, touch is quite important. And you wonder how long had this man lived without anybody actually touching him? And the first thing Jesus does before he does anything else, is he touches the man. Jesus touched the leper before he spoke to him. You know, in the church today, we've become more known for what we say than what we do. We've become known for what we preach rather than for how we live. Jesus, before he did anything else, before he spoke a single word, he reached out and he touched the man. Do you remember, uh, going back quite some time, do you remember Princess Diana? Uh, when she visited a, a, a hospital with people at HIV and uh, all the cameras clicked when she actually touched somebody with HIV. It was in very early days where people were, a lot of confusion and people were, some people were under the impression that just by touching someone with HIV you, you could, you could get it. And Princess Diana did a very Jesus-like thing in that she reached out and she touched a person who other people would have steered clear from. And that's what Jesus does. He touches people's lives. And some of you here, this morning, know what it's like to feel the touch of Jesus. You know what it feels like to have Jesus touch your life. One of the questions that a story like this raises is, you know, who are the untouchable people in our society? Who are those people that we give a a wide berth to? Who are those people that we steer clear of? Um, You know, Who are those people that we keep our distance from? Why do we keep our distance from people? Because we don't want to get involved in the messiness of their lives. It's a little bit like the story of the Good Samaritan about those people that that didn't just um, avoid the person who'd been attacked. They moved away to keep their distance from them. And the reality is there are people in our society uh, who are outsiders who are losers, who are underdogs. And the church of Jesus Christ ought to be reaching out and touching people in the same way that Jesus did. Jesus touched the leper before he spoke to him. Rick Warren says, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. We've become very good with words, with uh, declaring what it is we believe and what it is we stand for, and uh, or what it is we, we don't believe or what it is we stand against. Uh, but wouldn't it be great if we were known as a church that touched people's lives 
that changed people's lives. Because you see, the outcome of, of, of what Jesus did was that, that he couldn't go into the towns and villages because so many people wanted to receive the touch of Jesus on their lives when they saw what happened to the leper or heard about what had happened to the leper. The reality is people are not flocking to the church. Have you noticed that? That people aren't uh, queuing up outside church doors to get in. Maybe the news that Jesus is touching people's lives isn't being told. Or maybe a more harsh reality. Maybe Jesus isn't touching people's lives. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Compassion is not about an emotion. It's not about just feeling sorry for people. It's not about just saying, oh, what a pity. Compassion is about actually acting upon what we see, about entering into somebody else's pain, and it's messy. It's messy. Compassion is about getting your hands dirty. Jesus reached out and touched this man, and in doing so, risked becoming unclean himself. He broke the rules. Uh, you can read, if you like, in, uh, in the book of Leviticus, all about the ceremonial rules about uh, dealing with people with uh, leprosy. It's a very interesting reading if you, uh, if you want. The book of Leviticus, I commend it to you. Good bedtime reading, especially if you uh, suffer from insomnia and you have trouble sleeping. Read that. There's all sorts of laws and rules that you can read. And it will tell you all about the rules regarding uh, leprosy and how you weren't supposed to touch people. And Jesus breaks those rules. And he touches the man. Compassion is about getting your hands dirty. Kay Warren in her book, Say Yes to God, says, Compassion is about making a decision. It's not an emotion. Expressing compassion is a deliberate choice to embrace pain that is not your own. Whenever we come across somebody who is hurting, we have a choice. We can either show compassion and get involved, or we can keep our distance. Jesus chose to show compassion, and he chose to touch the leper. So, we are to have a heart like Jesus. We are to have hands like Jesus. And then thirdly, heal like Jesus. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus says, I am willing. I am willing, he said. Compassion is about making a decision. The man says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus, when he finally gets around to speaking, he says, I am willing. And I think Jesus is still willing to touch people's lives. A harder and more difficult question is, am I willing? Are you willing? Are we willing? Because there are people who are desperate. There are people who desperately want 
the touch of God in their lives, who desperately need the touch of God in their lives. And you and I, uh, Paul talks about the church being the body of Christ. And we know if you look at the body of Christ, uh, we know that the mouth works perfectly well because we can talk the talk. We can say all the right things. But what's happened to the, the heart of the body? What's happened to the hands of the body? Are we willing? Are we willing to get involved in people's lives? Uh, there is a cost, isn't there? There was a cost to Jesus because he would have been criticised for what he did. For touching a man who was unclean. And somebody would have said, you know, it says in Leviticus chapter 14 that this is what you should do. And you've done something else. And when you and I start to get involved in the messiness of people's lives, there will be those that criticise. We don't want those sorts of people in our church. Uh, they're not suitable. Uh, they, they don't dress like we dress. Um, you know, there will be those that criticise. And Jesus lived a whole life of being criticised uh, for what he said and for what he did. And uh, our calling is to follow Jesus. I am willing, he said. And so we are to be involved in the healing process in people's lives. We are to, to touch them. We are to speak to them. We are to bring Jesus to them. Because we are Jesus' hands. We are Jesus' feet in this world. Jesus has chosen the church, the people of God, to be his heart and hands in this broken world. So we are to heal like Jesus. And then fourthly and finally, we are to help like Jesus. It would be easy to stop there, wouldn't it? And uh, and, and, and to not go into kind of uh, verse uh, 45, this long bit. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest. Offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. And instead the man went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. It'd be easy just to avoid that because the actions happened. The excitement's happened, hasn't it? You know, the man's been healed. Uh, why bother uh, with this last little bit? Well, we bother with this last little bit because Jesus wants to help this man. Remember, he's an, an outsider. Jesus wants to bring this man back into the family. Uh, this man would have been excluded, not just from the town... Not just from family, not just from work. He would have been excluded from the worship of God. He wouldn't have been allowed to come into the temple. And when Jesus sends this man off to the temple to show himself to the priest, it's to show him that he's clean, that he's being restored, and that he can again join in with the worship of God's people. He's restoring this man and bringing him back. And you and I need to help people uh, find their way back into the house of God. You and I need to enable people, to help people, to be able to be insiders rather than outsiders. And even in a church setting, you know, there are some people that are more in than others. And there's some people that are on the outskirts of the church, even if they are in attendance. And our job is to encourage people and to build people up 
and to bring them into the house of God. Jesus wants to not just heal this man physically, uh, but he looks at the whole person. He wants to restore this man spiritually. And this man is enabled to join in again with the worship of God's people. And so, you and I, we need hearts like Jesus. We need to be compassionate. And, uh, you know, the whole point of this, this doing this miracle of mercy, it's not just a head exercise. It's not just about getting people to, to learn memory verses. We're doing that in the hope that these words will become alive in us, that the word of God actually takes form in us and changes and transforms us and makes us into people that are more like Jesus. So that when we come across people that are hurting, our immediate reaction is the same as that of Jesus Christ, to show compassion, to show mercy, and to reach out and to touch people's lives. And a challenge to you and I is to say, you know, Whose lives are we touching in the name of Jesus? At this moment in time, whose life are you touching in Jesus' name? Whose life am I touching in Jesus' name? Whose lives, as a church, Lum Baptist Church, are we touching in Jesus' names? So we need a heart like Jesus. We need hands like Jesus. We need healing like Jesus. And we need to help people like Jesus.